Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It's October 2nd. It's 2020. And we're going to talk some NBA finals and some baseball here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Meansy. Andy Means, how are you doing, my friend? Um, I brought, I brought the, the basketball guy for the basketball portion <laughs> of the book. Yeah, I... Uh... I haven't done a morning grind with you in a while, man. So I appreciate you having me on. And I was hoping we'd have uh, a finals to talk about that was looking to be a little more competitive than this one is shaping up to be with some heat injuries and, and the and the blowout last night. So I don't know, man. I don't know if the heat have it in them. But I do appreciate you having me on to talk about it. We can see what we can work through here. Yeah, we uh, we totally scheduled this before game one, um, you know, before game one even happened. And, like, oh, I was like, all right. But – I did say with Will on Wednesday um, that I thought the Lakers were going to sweep the Heat, so I'm looking Ooh. good on my I'm looking good on my projection now that like Bam and Dragic are banged up. But um, let's. I, um, so I should not tell I should not tell you that I picked the Heat in seven, and that's probably not a good time to say that. I listen. I don't care who wins. Like the Magic were out a long time ago, so like as a as a fan, I don't really care, and I don't typically play a ton of Showdown NBA. Maybe like one lineup, so. Um, yeah, my lineups, my lineup was terrible. Um, yesterday, just if anybody was curious, um, I played Dwight Howard, a captain that did not work out. Um, <laughs> let's, um, let's go back to game one before we get into game two. Um, Andy, I'll, I'll let you get into it. Let, let's go through these injuries and how they're going to impact game two. Yeah. So Dragic and, uh, Bam Adebayo got ruled as doubtful for, uh, to, for, you know, we're recording this on Thursday, uh, for Friday night's game. So I don't know what the Heat are going to do as far as who they actually put in the starting lineup. Um, it, to start this, Drogic did not play any of the second half. So they started a hero in the second half. Um, they could go with him or they could go with none. Either way, both those guys are going to be like basically two of the main eight of the heat that are going to play a lot. Then what they do at center, almost certainly they would start a Linux uh, uh, in place of Bam. You know, there's going to be Myers Leonard talk. He didn't play at all in the second half. And Adebayo was out for basically a quarter and a half of the second half. So he, Leonard didn't get any take. You have to think they're going to need his, just his body out there to offer some, um, some whatever resistance he can against AD. So 
I don't know. Those those two guys, or I guess, yeah, Olenek and, and Nunn and then are going to be the guys who benefit the most in terms of guys we haven't been playing so far. And then, like, Butler's obviously going to have to do a lot more. Hero's obviously going to have to do a lot more, even then you work it down to, like, Iggy and, and, and those guys. So, um, I just I don't know. I hope they can keep it close because it would make for it would make for a pretty dull uh, uh, ending to what was a pretty entertaining bubble down in Orlando. Yeah, um, the Magic. I watched some of their games and um, it was fun. Like it, it's just weird. Like I think baseball is weird without fans. I think mm-hmm. NASCAR is weird without fans. I think you know football is weird without fans. Like I hate the fake noises too. It drives my oh, wife nuts. It drives my like she cannot sit like I was watching baseball the other day and she cannot sit there with me because of like the fake noise. She hates it. Um so like yeah, I, I get why they're doing it, but it's just it's more frustrating for fans that are watching on TV than anything else. Yeah, like the NBA, I mean, the for the viewer, I think you don't really need the crowd noise. Like the, for the viewer, it looks pretty much normal the way they have the production set up. If I was a player, I would think it would be the weirdest thing ever to be out there playing with no crowd noise when you're used to, you know, 10 or 15,000 people watching your game. So, yeah, I, I the, the the fake crowd noise is, is just the worst. I Hopefully this is, you know, we're getting toward the end of having to deal with this stuff, but they're doing what they can to get games going, you know? Yeah, that is true. Um, you know, game one, LeBron had a good game, um, but Anthony Davis had a good game. Do you kind of expect, like, game two here, Anthony Davis going to play more of, like, the five and, like – you know, maybe they just like end up maybe going a little bit smaller. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. Like, uh, I'm I'm sure Vogel is a guy who just kind of likes to stick to his routine at least to start off. So I'm sure they'll start Dwight again. Um, the Heat actually played really well in that first stint of Dwight's minutes, and the Lakers started coming back when Dwight was out, and the game did go a little smaller. So I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of this from the Lakers' perspective and then the Heat's perspective. Like, if if the it would be hilarious if the uh, if the Laker if like the Heat announced that they're starting Olenek at the five, and then the and then the Lakers like, all right, we're just gonna start we're just gonna start uh, AD at the five and put Dwight on the bench. Like now you got Olenek on theoretically on AD. So any of those minutes that that's gonna happen is just gonna be a nightmare uh, for the Heat, and they almost certainly have to throw doubles at him like on the catch. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. AD's always going to play some five just because McGee's basically out of their rotation now. They'll play plenty of AD with Morris. And so he's so good regardless. It just – it's probably more of a thing to look at for the for the Heat from the Heat perspective and from the uh, from the other guys that the Lakers will play alongside with him because AD's just going to get his no matter what. LeBron's going to get his no matter what. And now you take out Bam because, um, like, you know, obviously in game one you have basically – the two Lakers guys are at the top in, in their own tier as far as like raw production. Then the then the Heat guys, the Jim, you know, Jimmy and Bam are right below them. And those four kind of make up their own tier at the top. But now there's just basically three guys. It's gonna be it's gonna be just on these showdown slates, it's gonna be all sorts of A D and LeBron and basically like every every lineup. Let's get into it. Game two. Um, I have DraftKings pulled up in front of me just because that's what I opened. Um, so let's just talk. Uh, you know, we'll go. We'll kind of go team by team like we normally do um, for the morning grind, and then like we can just have some final thoughts here. But we'll start with the Heat. Um, you kind of already talked about the situations. Like Kendrick Nunn played 
what was it, 20 minutes, and it was all in the third and fourth quarter. Um, like, do you think this is going to be a thing? Like, what do you like here for the Miami Heat? I'll say specifically for DraftKings, at least I don't know if it was their doing and they like anticipated with the Drogic injury or it's because none actually played really well in his, in his garbage time, but he's up to $5,000 on DK. So like, that's not an egregious price. It's still, it still puts him like very much in play because he's going to be out there way more than he has been at all in the playoffs. And he's just not priced for that production, but Olenek is probably going to be the one who's going to be, um, the more popular option, the more popular cheap option for the Heat, just because he's, I think he's 3K. So yep. if, if he can stay out of foul trouble, even if he does, like, even if he doesn't, like, if he's getting into the 20 minutes, he's, yeah, he's a really good per minute producer, as, as, as most everyone knows by now. So he's going to be the option that is going to just grab it, um, have a ton of ownership headed his way. The, the, you know, the Myers Leonard situation, I haven't even looked at what, he, what is he, he's way down at 1K. He would be the guy, like, if you are if you really want to take down a tournament, like these top heavy ones, you want Olenek to be named starter because then everyone's going to play him, and rightfully so because he's cheap. And then you just hope that he gets in foul trouble and they have to play Leonard. Like, for whatever reason, I don't know why, because this is a guy who started all regular season, basically. They started him basically at center and bam at the four. And then once he got the vote, like, our our seal, the ceiling for the heat, says Spo, is we're not playing Myers Leonard anymore, playing bam at the five and props to him for doing that. But for whatever reason, Myers Leonard just basically doesn't play. So if, if okay, Linux does get into some, some foul trouble, like Leonard can get you there at 1K. So those are like the cheap options you're probably looking at. Um, should we mention Iggy as well, 3,400? Um, oh, yeah. Yep. Like he didn't really – like he wasn't really like an expensive um, game one, and they didn't really increase his price after playing like 25 minutes. And like it's playoff Iggy, man. Like 3,400 for Iggy in the playoffs. Like I'm in. Yep, those two, uh, him and Olenek will probably be the two popular options. And not just – these guys on the Heat side are why the ownership on the Lakers studs are just going to – it's going to be unreal because it's so easy to get them now. So you're really going to have to get creative if you want to differentiate because it's just so easy to play the best players. Like just, just messing around, I'm pretty sure you can get AD, LeBron, Jimmy, and then, you know, probably mix in some cheap Heat. I think you can get that done. Yeah, I think it's going to depend on like who you put in the captain spot, but you know, messing yeah. around with it, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, Butler definitely in play. Like his usage should go through the roof, right? Yeah, he's he's likely to he's likely to just take on even more of a, a, a you know an initiator of the offense type of role, just because you know Drogic does that a lot, Bam does that a lot. So you take those two guys out, and it's basically the ball's going to be in his hands a lot. It's going to be in Hero's hands a lot. I don't think none will be the guy they look to to like bring it up and start their offense. He's probably going to be more of a guy. They look to just put off the ball, maybe hit some spot up shots. Obviously he'll get his, you know, through the offense in the clock through switches, through dribble handoffs and whatnot. But I think it's really going to be Jimmy. It's going to be hero and it's going to be, Iggy will probably have a little bit of that too. Um, but lesser so than the lesser so than hero and, and Jimmy. But yeah, now I, I don't know. I haven't seen a line come out for this game. You know, yeah, it's up to like basically minus ten or so. So I thought it would actually be a little higher than that, but that's probably a testament to how how hard the Heat play and how well they're coached. So you you don't want to see this game get out of hand, um, but it, it, it could. But I mean, it's yeah. To answer your question though, it's probably going to be Jimmy is going to be just a usage monster on this team on Friday night. 
I also like for for like being just looking at tournaments. Like if you are doing that, like LeBron Davis build, potentially going hero over Butler um, is a way you could potentially be a little different. Like it's still going to be really popular. But, like, this is why – another reason why I like playing, like, single entry on these types of slates because you, it, all I, all I got to do to be different is play Hero over Butler and, like, I'm different yeah. than 40% of the field. So um, – and Hero's probably going to end up shooting more than Butler, um, taking more shots. So, like, I always like that. And, you know, Jay Crowder, I'm probably not going there. Um kind of going to be condensed on my Miami. It's the cheap guys with, like, Hero over Butler probably and – I might mix in some none, um, but let's talk Lakers. Like Anthony Davis, LeBron, you're playing one of these guys in captain, right? Like you're you're not getting cute, are you? No, I think you need to play one of them. Uh, it's, it looks like it's a similar pricing gap between the two on DK. Just looking at their util prices, they're eight hundred dollars apart. I think LeBron might have been a couple hundred more uh, the other night. So yeah, I think you have to just because. I mean, if this game blows out it's going to be on the back of one of them anyways. Like the, the Lakers are just not good enough with their ancillary pieces to blow out the heat without those two guys doing the damage or at least one of them. So I think you're, you're captaining one of those guys for sure. Just gives you the highest ceiling. Cause like I said, like I'm just, if I just mess around and yeah, I mean, it's probably the, the Jimmy getting Jimmy is probably going to be tough if you um, go with those two, but you can dip. No, you can probably do it. Yeah. You can probably still probably do it. So you're definitely captain one of those two guys. And then, like, the ancillary pieces for the Lakers are, like we saw basically in game one, it's a lot of it, so much of it comes down to just who's hitting shots. And a lot of that, you know, has to do with who's on the floor when when LeBron's out there. Who are they doubling? Who's who's on the last rotation? Who has the ball on, the, on that last rotation? And, and who's hitting shots? So, like, you saw a bunch of their guys. I mean, they, they shot out of their minds in game one. So that gives me some some hope that the Heat can keep this game somewhat close just because they did what they're supposed to do. Like, they did their best. Like, LeBron and AD are going to get theirs. You have to make these other guys hit threes, and they hit they hit them well above expectation. That's why the Heat got blown out. But that's what you have to do if you're going to have a chance to beat them. That's how good their the two Lakers studs are. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, yeah, the the encouraging thing, like if you're playing LeBron and Anthony Davis, is like they check back in in that fourth quarter with a 22 point lead. So mm-hmm. like, and they left them out there. Like Miami made a little bit of run, but like realistically, they only came out with like a minute 40, I think, is what it was, where those guys kind of checked out. So like that's the encouraging part too. Like not only are you getting the studs, but like it's the finals. Like. LeBron's yeah. <laughs> gonna want to stay on the. He's gonna want to stay on the floor. Like it doesn't. It you're doesn't not, matter. You're not looking two weeks ahead. Yeah, you're not looking two weeks ahead. <laughs> um, is there any of these cheap guys from the Lakers that like you want to mix in or play or you know take some shots on? Let me look at their price here. Um, what you could, I mean, this is probably if you're MME, but what you could do is just look towards if the game gets like really, really out of hand. Then you look at some of like the Quinn Cooks. Um the the Horton Tuckers like those guys that are below 2k and maybe even JaVale in that instance but even even JaVale didn't even get in in garbage time so you probably don't even want to do that so like if you're just making let's say you're making a single entry bill like you're talking about Markeith is definitely one I would want at 3-2 and Dwight at 3-6 like I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Dwight was 
I'm pretty sure Dwight was at uh, – yeah, he was 5K uh, in game one, and now he's down to 3.6. We're looking at the, the Utah price. So those two guys, like you kind of just build how you think the game's going to go and and kind of correlate that with what you're doing with the Heat. So like if you think the Lakers are going to stick with their bigger lineup a little more, you're going to play Dwight a little more than Markeith. And if you think they're going to try to go small ball a lot more, then you're going to play a lot more Markeith. So then you just – figure out how you're going to handle that with the, the heat side with Olenek and Crowder and Iggy and whatnot. So I, those are my two favorite guys just because they're the cheapest of the guys who are going to actually be in the rotation, um, you know, barring something wonky happening. So that's just kind of my first look at it. I haven't dove in too much on, on, on builds that heat news just broke, you know, a couple hours ago, but those would be my two, my two looks. And then like the, the other guys, like the 4k guys, like green KCP is up to five, two, like you're just, you're just hoping guys get hit, can hit their shots, and and Caruso's right there at three eight. You're there's no way I have a, a standout amongst all those guys just because it varies on on who's doing well just based on who's hitting shots. Yeah, like Danny Green can get hot at any time, and like have like he what he he went on a stretch where he hit some shots in the second quarter, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. you know where like KCP can get hot, like you know. So I, I feel like your core builds are. Davis, LeBron, the cheap Miami guys, and kind of just mixing in, um, you know, especially if you're, like, playing, like, 20 entries or 150 entries, like, you're just mixing in, like, these Lakers cheap guys and, you know, the the Miami Heat, like, Myers Leonard of the world and stuff like that. So, um, Andy, that was fun, man. Like, I haven't talked basketball in probably six months. Like, no, as long – like, March – like when right before the pandemic, so like this is the first time I've talked basketball in what seven months. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, you've been knee deep in NASCAR and esports, and I'm sure doing a little baseball too. So man, I can't I can't blame you. you got your hands full. Yeah. So no, it was fun to talk. Um, I built a lineup. I'm gonna hit save, and I'm probably not gonna look at it again until after the game is over. So um, there we go. So hey hey listen i wouldn't hate that that would be fine with me um <laughs> ex- extra money for talladega weekend is fine with me so there we go. um well i appreciate it i'm gonna get it um let you get out of here and uh, we're gonna move over and um talk some baseball all right so we got a two-game baseball slate here um with the braves and dodgers and um finish it out so we got the Miami Marlins, Chicago Cubs, St. Louis Cardinals, San Diego Padres uh, for this baseball slate. It's a it's an interesting two game slate. I think that uh, a lot of people are going to go with Marlins and Cubs pitching, and um, you know I think that you know we see kind of a bullpen game from the Padres. So realistically, we're looking at like three pitchers on a two game slate um that are like playable because we don't know what the situation is going to be with the Padres I think they're going to use a lot of guys I don't think we can really count on any of these guys um so uh let's get into it and uh get started here we'll go with the Marlins and Cubs first it's the first game uh Sixo Sanchez and you Darvish this is the game that got rained out on Thursday um you know, if you listen to the podcast yesterday, then you know, you kind of already know uh, that, like, I like Sixto. I like you, Darvish, a lot um, in this spot. And, like, again, I think, like, the chalk plays are going to be these two guys. Um, so you can build a really good lineup around these two guys. Um, Sixto is 7,800. Darvish is 9K. So 
Sixto comes in, you know, right around 21% K rate, ISO low to both sides of the plate. High ground ball guy, um, you know, struggles with some hard contact the lefties, but, you know, a hard, hard to soft contact ratio of 2% um, to right-handed hitters. So I think this is a good matchup to target him. Um, you know, if I was going to fade one of the two, I'd probably fade Sixto before I'd fade you, Dar- you Darvish. Um, you Darvish, on the other hand, 2.97 xFIP, 31% K rates. Um, he's just been dominant to both sides of the plate this season. Um, he has pitched phenomenal this year, and they've kind of watched his pitch count here down the stretch. But like, he's a guy that can go 100 to 110 um, pitch count wise. Uh, he's just been a six to seven inning machine this season. So I think he's the top pitcher. I think most lineups you're building, you probably have you Darvish here. Uh, as far as the Miami bats go, it's a two game slate. So, you know, with Marte likely not going to play, um, you know, the Marlins are going to be pretty low on here. Um, I think if you're taking shots on anybody, it's, it's probably like Dickerson or Jesus Aguilar, um, you know, just the power guys, even like an Anderson play, um, or, or like a John birdie who has, stolen base upside so with it being a two-game slate um you know you gotta you gotta kind of be careful on how you approach this one um but you darvish is going to be the highest known pitcher on the slate and if he's not um that's probably a problem too so um as far as like the cubs bats go i think you can use some of these guys um like i said sixo sanchez ground ball guy gives up a lot of hard contact though um you know, I'm kind of looking more towards like a Rizzo or even like a Chris Bryant play, like fly ball hitters. I'm not crazy about the Cubs here, but I do like realize that, you know, they're in a must-win situation and, you know, this is a spot that like you probably want to have some exposure to them. So I really don't hate like a three man. If you want to like do a three man stack here, um, I think both of these teams bats wise are going to be a little under owned um, compared to the next game. So let's talk about that one. We got St. Louis and San Diego. You know, we have Flaherty facing off against like a San Diego bullpen type of game. Um, let's go with the with Flaherty first here. He comes in with a three point four x FIP, twenty eight percent K rate on the season. He's been striking out both sides of the plate at a high rate. He is your like he's your pivot off of Sixto or you Darvish. Um, I I still think like that is the combo that I go in cash games. Those two guys before Flaherty, but you know Flaherty has a strikeout rate almost nine percent higher than Sixto Sanchez. So like the upside is there. The matchup is really tough um, going up against the Padres. So. You know, for me, I, I feel like you want to get some exposure if you're playing a bunch of teams in tournaments to Flaherty. Um, but overall, I think that, you know, you're going Darvish Sanchez uh, for the most part. Um, like I said, the Padres pitchers, it's going to be a bullpen type of game. Um, it's probably going to be like Garrett Richards starting. Um, I, would as- I would guess that um, Richards would throw – an inning maybe two i think two max here um you know he, he's pitched 
He's pitched um, both the first series, first um, series. So um, I do think like if they do go with the bullpen type of game, um, you know, you're going to see some lefties. You're going to see righties. So um, as far as like the St. Louis bats go, you know, the Cardinals have been hitting the ball really well here um, in the first two games of the series. You know, if we look at like the run scored, you know, they put up nine on Thursday and um, seven on Wednesday. So like, this is your, this is like your chalk, like stack here, um, this game in general. So I, I don't hate it. Um, you know, really like anybody that cracks the lineup here, I'm interested in like Molina at catcher, um, Goldschmidt at first base, uh, really any of these guys, like whether it's Colton Wong or Brad Miller, you know, obviously you worry about like a lefty coming in and like pinch hit wrist, but you know, like Tommy Edmond, um Carlson's really cheap and he's a switch hitter Edmonds a switch hitter uh so there's a lot of different ways to kind of attack this build here um like I said though I I do think that it ends up being really popular on this slate and, and it's not like extremely hard to build that stack either um so I do think it'd be you know somewhat popular here um As far as the Padres go, man, I love the Padres, like, ceiling in this spot. Like, you know, it's a tough matchup against Flaherty. He does give up a really high ISO to lefties, so maybe you look at, like, uh, Hosmer or Moreland or Gresham um, more. But, like, Fernando Tatis, I think he's the top play on the slate. If you just look at, like, how much shortstop drops off after Fernando Tatis Jr., like it's just opportunity cost. Like you want to get Fernando Tatis in there, you know, at third base, like obviously there's a couple different ways that you can go, um, you know, outside of Machado, but like shortstop, like if you don't play Tatis, like you're hoping like Javier Baez hits a home run or, you know, maybe Brad Miller cracks the line at Paul DeJong. Like one of these guys like have a good game, but, you know, pinch at risk for both of those guys, like DeJong and Brad Miller. So I'm going Tatis as shortstop. I'm going to kind of build around him with those pitchers and, you know, work it from there. But I do think like, you know, Mitch Moreland and, you know, some of these other guys are super interesting here. Um, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see what kind of ownership um, they get here going up against Flaherty. But um yeah, this is definitely the game. Like, I want bats from this game. I want pitchers from the other game. Um, you know, and I want my boy Ian Happ. So, it'll be interesting and um, it'll be fun. And, uh, yeah, so this will be a two-game slate. There's a lot of different um, ways that we're going to see these games play out. And um, it'll be fun watching them. So, it's going to wrap it up here for Friday. And um, hopefully you guys enjoyed a little bit of NBA talk, enjoyed some baseball talk. I know baseball talk is not a lot, but like two games that seem pretty straightforward, you know, a couple of tournament options. Like if we had a actual starter starting for the Padres here, instead of like this being a bullpen game, it, it would have made it a little bit more interesting um, on how you could kind of approach it. But with like three pitchers on the slate, it's a lot harder to really differentiate at pitcher. Um, so you're going to have to differentiate with bats and, you know, hopefully like, you know, the Padres are, you know, a little lower owned because they're expensive and it's a little tougher to make them work. So we'll have to kind of see how it plays out, but 
Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. We'll be back on Monday with the NFL uh, review show with Blenderhead. And um, looking forward to that. So enjoy your weekend. Good luck in NASCAR. Good luck in baseball. Good luck in football. Good luck in basketball, um, tennis, whatever else is going on. PGA, good luck at it all. And uh, we'll see you again on Monday.